Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... Welcome to the MMA4 Money Show, episode 79. In this show, we will review UFC Vegas 20, Rosenuck vs. Gone, kinda, kinda pressing for room, so it's going to be mainly on the next part, and previewing UFC 259, Blockwitz vs. Adesanya. Three title fights, two yawns, two crews, and a double champ. Not to mention Mr. Puma himself, Israel Adesanya, tests himself in a new weight class against the belt-wearing legendary Polish power. The WMA GOAT Amanda Nunez fights Miss I Search for My Name on social media and Cry Wolf, a.k.a. Casey Kenny's It's 3 a.m. You Must Be Lonely. I was blinded by the light of Drew Dober's ideal facial structure, but I can still see Bo Bice making his return to MMA. I know that one petered out, but we're rocking it. I'm Bob Buster, our favorite garbage man at MMA State of Mind on Twitter, on Haps, on a bunch of different things. We're adding more stuff on there. Here with Real Mike, Mike Copenhaver at Don't Cope Just Win and Mikey Gilman at Mikey Gills. That's Gills with a Z. We're going to reintroduce that. The guys come back at it. Apparently, you guys are messing up again. And you know what? No one should see that stuff in their DMs except Mike Gills. He's into that sort of thing. We are on Twitter at MMA4MoneyShow. And if you're watching us on Haps... Same deal there on that tag. Real Mike, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing fantastic, man. Stoked to talk about some, a real UFC event coming up this weekend. You couldn't ask for a more stacked card. I couldn't ask for two better uh, co-hosts uh, to be with and just here with our wonderful fans. Can't wait to get into some things. Mike Gills, how's so, life? I mean, it's looking pretty bleak, but how's it going? Well, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit, I guess. It's fine. I'm mourning the loss of our DraftKings lineup this week, but it's okay. I've got my funeral outfit. I've got some sage and a lighter. We're going to cleanse the evil spirits out of this sage. place. I'm pumped up. New week, new me. Let's go. I mean, little do you know, that's super on brand because it is the is it? second. The first was Sage Northcutt's birthday. So yesterday... So you're oh. right. You're right. You're right in that path. Um, I yeah, was not aware of that. I, there you go. We're, we're trying to have a little bit of synergy here and bringing everything together. And like, it's very much appreciated. Well, the MMA4 Money Show is here live, live on Haps for anyone in here or clicking through here on Twitter, any of the ways this gets connected. Um, if you subscribe to us on Haps, um, you will receive points. I'm mixing up a lot of those. Either way, uh, if you follow us on Haps and there's a subscription on there, you can now give us a monthly sponsorship. We're available to accept monthly sponsorships. If you enjoy what we do and you want to cut down our production costs and maybe someday eventually be able to pay some of the wonderful people we have behind the scenes producing this show, then as little as a dollar a month could help us out with that a lot. But you know what? I, I want to change gears a little bit. We got to get this before we even get into the show. Um, all of us at the MMA for Money show would like to congratulate uh, Randy W. Horton here on HAPS. Um, he's not only a supporter of the show and a moderator, uh, but some we would consider him a true friend. Uh, he has had a big, big milestone. He passed 1 million views here on HAPS, which is phenomenal, truly impressive. Wow, 1 million. That's insane. Someday we hope to reach that, but way to be a trailblazer in that regard on HAPS this 
new interface that we're all working our way through. You can find the show on Haps, as I said, Twitch, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podcasts, just straight RSS feed. We're also on YouTube streaming live there now, as well as having the show there after the fact. Little tidbits, breakdowns, bets, just little quick ways to go through it. And you can peer back on some old stuff, old special editions, all that great Great, great stuff. Subscribe on there. Subscribe on here. Really, anywhere you see a name, click subscribe. Click like. Click share. We need it. We want it. We want to produce it. Now, quickly, I know some people are throwing that up in the chat. If you would, where are you watching from? We already have uh, Jag Girl there throwing in from uh, Kansas City. It's like anyone else want to throw in there where they're from? We're curious. Obviously, we want to know. Just type right in the chat. We have a great chat group that goes on through every show. So if you're not watching this on haps or a few of the other things you're, you're missing out um right now we have about 200 people here available for the chat and you can jump in with them as we go on so we're going to go right into ufc vegas 20 versus rose and strike first gone but little different than normal normally we breeze through these with making some stops along the way we're pretty much just going to do a straight read and then i'm going to go back to each one of you guys and just quick say like any high points you want to talk about it and then we'll dive right into 259 because it is such a huge epic ridiculous card with amazing fights i mean all fights all fight cards have some iffy ones those are towards the bottom so we'll breeze through those quick ufc vegas 20 rosenstruck first gone dustin jacoby somehow got a unanimous decision against uh max and grishin still surprised on that one ronnie lawrence absolutely demolished vince Conchero got that third round tko the fight that I was looking forward to most, Menafield versus Knight, got canceled. Uh, Davis had that veteran savvy over Mazo for your name's decision. Uh, Alex Oliveira got a replacement opponent, and then that canceled out too because he didn't clear medical. So he, Howway has to find another way to make his payments to all his baby mamas. Alexander Hernandez won the fight in his own head to nobody else, but in his head, if you don't watch the fight, he won all three rounds. But really, Moises got the name's decision victory there. Alex Caceres humbled Kevin Kroom, who decided to go to the local strip mall and get every cheap weapon he could buy for the weigh-ins and just flip everything to and fro. Didn't help him much there. Uh, Angela Hill Yoder got canceled, although she got kicked down the can a couple weeks. Pedro Munoz beat Jimmy Rivera to Nam's decision, decision victory, which kind of surprised me. Obviously, the leg kicks could have been there, but I just didn't think they were going to happen. I thought Jimmy Rivera would be able to do more, but hey, calf kicks. Woo. Okay. Montantel Rosso got a draw with Bueno Silva because of a cage grab, which honestly I'm for that happening more frequently as long as they're willing to do it after one warning, which they did. I know you don't like that, Mike Gills. We'll get to that. Magomed Ankalaev got the name decision victory over Nikita Krylov. Workman-like performance, basically, was decision. And Cyril Gan got the name decision over Rosenstruck. Just being able to strike from the outside, do everything he wanted to do, was pretty much not in danger the entire time and had Rosenstruck on skates ever since he landed a hard jab in the first or second round. Uh, our bets went 0-1, minus 1.5 units. We had bet Rivera. Um, I thought he was going to be able to get across and not have to deal with those leg kicks as much because he was putting too much forward pressure and offense on Munoz, but that didn't happen. And our other bet was on Knight, which didn't happen. I actually hope they rebooked that fight because I still really like him there. So I will go to Mike Gills first so you could break down DraftKings and then any other part on the card you want to quick go through. And then right after that, real Mike will go to you. Any overarching takeaways from this fight card before we push forward and move on to next week, this week. <laughs> All right. So now you're talking about Knight uh, being pulled out. That was the first L we took this week. Look, guys, not a, not a good week for me. I'll try to make this quick because I know we're trying to be fast here. 
bad week for the show. Normally, like, I can still do okay. Like, normally, I'll still do all right on my own, like, even if the show picks aren't great. This week, fucking bloodbath. It was awful. I apologize to anybody who listened to me. Officially in a bit of a slump. One of six, 290 points. God damn it. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence was the only high point. I was super high on that guy. He scored 134 points. Other than that, the De La Rosa thing. I feel like we should have got that decision. Cage grabs be damned. Everybody else can go to hell. What a shit show. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was absolutely one of the worst UFCs that I ever, ever did see. You know, I, I had a couple of people at the barbecue. I was trying to get into the UFC, and they asked me if the fights were going to be decent. I try to say, you know, sometimes it's the non-popular ones that are going to be that are really good. And sure, shit, a crow. Absolutely, one of the most boring events I've ever seen. I heard people whining that the UFC only gave 150k out. If it was up to me, I probably would have gave 50k out only to Pedro Munoz and told everybody else to kick rocks. It was terrible. Sorry for my performance on Rivera. <laughs> it's just a shit show. I'm wearing pink because it was a bitch move. Sorry, guys. Next. <laughs> well, okay. No, obviously we we take it very seriously. Seriously, like when we. Don't win you guys money. It's why typically if we have a bad showing, especially if we have two bad showings, we typically go on a three to five event run. So we're right there with this because the last two events we've lost on, although again, we're kind of in the middle ground where we're losing key fights here that would either soften the loss blow or eventually make it a winning night. So it's like no pun intended. Although I guess it works <laughs> with the night fight falling through. <laughs> but uh, cause I'm sorry, that one I was, incredibly confident in that one we all were and if that would have come through then it's only a minor losing there but we don't hide away from losses we obviously always throw them out there as well as wins um just trying to think if there's anything else i want to bring up on that fight card and we're just gonna move on we're just gonna wipe the slate clean and we're gonna move on because this fight card is amazing i mean the early going is going to be a little bit rough because apparently everybody needs a fight so there you go but it's a great fight card but we're going too fast 10 minutes into the show, which is, I think, a new record because yes. we need the time. We still probably will break an hour, but we, we need the time. So starting off, we have Trevin Jones is plus 195 versus Mario Batista at minus 235. Mikey Gills, it is your honor, sir, to break this one down. Yes. Yes. All right. I'm going to start off good here. A 53 uh, beats per minute heart rate. I'm calm. We've settled down. Trevin Jones, $7,100 on DraftKings. Uh, showed a lot of heart in his UFC debut, which is kind of a nice way of saying that he was getting the ass absolute piss beaten out of him in the first round. He survived a lot of knockdowns and bad spots, rallied back for that second round KO against a much better opponent in Tamar Valia, but credit to him nevertheless. Like, I kind of like this guy. He looks like Cisco with the hair. Shout out to the Harbor Fudgery. If you know, you know. Uh, base is jiu-jitsu. Striking isn't too impressive. Fights out of the southpaw stance, pretty stiff. Does have a lot of heart. Like I said, he took a beating in the last one. Going up against Batista, 9,100. Expensive guy here. Two and one since joining the UFC, winning his last two in a row. Uh, he dresses for the occasion with his striking. Like certain fights will overwhelm you with, overwhelm you with volume and take you out. Uh, but then you watch fights like he has against Miles Johns where he's very patient, looks for the right moment. He can get a little crazy sometimes. That's worth noting. Like he opens himself up when he's getting hit and close, like kind of like uh, call it Cody Garbrandt syndrome. It's kind of the same. It's worth well, it's just it's worth noting because that's how Jones took out Valiev. So it's just something that you want to talk about. For 9,100 on DraftKings, I think uh, Batista is clearly the better fighter. There is some risk here with what I, uh, what I was just talking about, but I'd still recommend him as a play. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that Mikey said. Um, you know, Mario Bautista, to me, uh, I was about to bet him if the, his line was probably at a negative 160 to 180, I would have bet him for sure. Uh, the negative 225 or so, it's it's a little steep, but I still feel like he's going to absolutely dominate here. I feel like this is a spot for him to absolutely shine. 
Um, I feel like he's just tougher standing, tougher uh, transitioning in the wrestling and the jujitsu department. Um, so I just really believe it's a showcase spot for Batista to win. He should roll here. I can't say too much on this one. I mean, these first few fights, obviously, I'm, I'm a little bit lacking info on. Um, this one, I do like Batista. I think he's a rightful favorite. I have more opinions a little bit later on in these early fights, but not too much to write home about. Obviously, a little bit uh, heavy of a favorite to bet on, but he, he should win. I just want to take a minute. We got a few gold standards hopping into the chat that we really appreciate. Obviously, Ryan Richardson, the man himself, one of our monthly sponsors, is in there. The man uh, got Mel M in there. Thank you for hopping in. Also, she gives a big shout out to Real Mike. If you haven't caught it, you can go either on our YouTube, we shared it, or he's linked on it on his HAPS channel or just the main HAPS channel. He was on they, this huge HAPS interview marathon thing where they introduced a bunch of different shows, talks about all of this stuff, and he had a solid like 15-minute segment on this. Please check him out. He did amazing, let a bunch of people know about our show. So if you're hopping in from that, and this is our first show for you, this is a great first show for you. It is a huge pay-per-view. It's going to be amazing. And uh, obviously, if you're watching, uh, I don't know if you can see what we're saying in the chat to a windy wavy. I believe that symbol means you're checking in from YouTube. Uh, if you're talking about when we're going to break down the Izzy fight, that'll probably be in about 45 minutes-ish, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe a little bit more in terms of when yeah, it's going to be. Chatty, yeah, depending on uh, if you're talking about fight night itself, it depends what <laughs> coast you're on, but I'm central, so that's probably going to happen. The third coast, as we like to say. Lake Michigan. Um, if you, <laughs> it is true. It's a thing. Um, Fair enough. If you want to go with like 11... At best, my time is probably when he's going to be walking to the cage. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, and thank you, Mel M. You didn't have to throw in also those awards. We appreciate that. That's another thing you could do within HAPS is give us awards. And thank you to the collective, just about 300 people that we already got on here. This is awesome. We actually got some people from Facebook watching lives. That's a, not a first, but that's in the early yeah, that's we love it. It's, it's slowly growing. We, we very much appreciate it. It was slow growth, and now we're kind of hitting some steam here. Okay, so next up, get into another fight. Otherwise, we're going to be here all night, and I don't have all night. <laughs> Ur Uros, I know it's everyone's been saying medic, but I feel like it's Medich. So I'm, I'm going to Medich. That's a, that's a feeling deep in my soul. So I'm going to go with Medich because I'm for it. He's minus 165. His first Alan Cruz, the first of the cruises. If you caught my spiel at the beginning, kudos to Mike Gills for the edit on my spoken word is plus 145. <laughs> Real Mike Medich versus a Cruz, specifically this one. Yeah, this is a very interesting matchup. You know, Alan Cruz is actually going up in weight classes and uh, Medic's going uh, coming down. So it's going to be really weird who's going to have the edge and strength there. You would think the guy coming, uh, Medic coming from, from an upper weight class down, he would be a little bit stronger. But, you know, Alan Cruz maybe, you know, getting the extra 10 pounds going up in weight class, he might uh, gain a lot of strength. So it depends on, I guess, the weight cut that Medic goes through. Um, you know, one thing that Mikey Gills said since he's came on the podcast is that you know automatically i could hear mikey say this his padded his record yep. is suspect it is padded he is from alaska yes. okay there yep. are fucking guys in alaska that they could be working at a hot dog stand they could beat this guy okay so i don't know if i could take this motherfucker in this fight so i'm gonna go with online cruise i think on cruise is gonna have a little bit more weight on him i think he's gonna be able to take this with a little more energy i'm going with online cruise I mean, do I talk like that? Is that is that a thing? No, I'm just being an asshole. I'm just being a dickhead. I'm just fucking. It's just it's just it's funny, bro. 
I mean, I agree with almost everything that you said there, but I'll, I, I'll get a little bit more in depth. Cause I have some thoughts on this one. I wasn't, uh, you're being, asking, I wasn't being disrespectful. I just was being funny, bro. Nah, it's cool. I'll just do the whole thing like this. I'll just make it match. Um, let it in post. It's fine. Uh, Euros Medic, 8,900, uh, finished all six of his pro fights. But like you just said, Alaska FC, always a bit hesitant. That's, we'll just leave it at that one. Uh, stylistically, very strong kicking game, uses them for power and to keep range. He does that to keep range because he has T-Rex arms, not the longest arms you'll ever see. In this fight in particular, he's going to be dealing with a seven-inch reach disadvantage. Um, you know, but watching him fight against the guys that you've seen, very impressed against absolute bums, uh, throws some southpaw, uses both legs, mixes up his kicks well, going up against Cruz at 7,300. Uh, he won on Dana White's Contender Series, lost his debut to Spike Carlisle. That's not a good look, but it gets a little bit better. Uh, like we said, he's going to have seven-inch reach advantage in this fight. Also throws a lot a lot of kicks. Um, he does look a little slower uh, the way his style is. That's kind of how he is. One thing I don't like about him is he's very hittable on the feet. He kind of hangs out in the pocket a little bit too long, doesn't get in and out. Kind of reminds me of a Diaz brother, but he uses his kicks instead of his hands. But he's kind of also like the Undertaker in a way. Like he'll lull you, he'll do like things kind of slow, and then boom, he just explodes with something like a flying crossbar. Only with this guy, it's like a flying knee or something. Anyway, for prediction. This fight's going to be a kick fest. Like Cruz's defense on the feet is like, uh, how can I say this? Like combine Medich's speed advantage. I just, I, I don't, it, I, I like Cruz in this fight, but Cruz doesn't slow down. He's going to keep his pace up for three rounds. And I just, I haven't seen Medich do that. I'm going to, I'm going to pick Cruz just because I like, I like across three rounds, his style, the way he keeps going. He's got a lot of toughness out there. I'm kind of rambling at this point. Cruz is going to take this underdog. Let's go. Quick pause. Thank you. We got another subscriber there. We got Moose1032. That's supposed to see be read a different way. That's the way I'm going with it. But that's the that's the trucker in me. Big 10-4, good buddy. Um, I'm on Alan Cruz for no other fact than big shout out to uh, one of my longtime people I've talked to on Twitter, underscore whiskey sour or dot yo. Uh, it's one of my main men from Germany. I've been talking to him on Twitter for a few years now. He was big on Cruz uh, and had a solid take on it. So I'm not going to repeat that. If you want to read his take, you can look at interaction I had with him earlier. Other than that, going on cruise, com- completely back in my my uh, boy from Germany. So that's all I got on that one. I will have more in-depth breakdowns as this goes on. Usually the first two or three on me. I'm a little, If you don't have – I have a standing policy that if you don't have minimum two but likely three fights within the UFC – I don't spend a lot of time on you just in general because you don't haven't been properly tested and I'm probably not going to find a bet on you anyway. So moving on. Uh, next up, we actually do have some notable names, one of which I believe was a bet on the show at one point. Can't remember if this was pre-MG or post-MG. That's Mike Gills for anyone that wanted the, the specifics. Uh, Lavina Souza plus 185 versus Amanda Lemos. Mikey Gills have at it. Okay, start off. Uh, Lavina Souza, seventy five hundred, going up against Amanda Lemos at eighty seven hundred. Um, I I typically have a rule that if a female fighter excels in one area, I like to pick her no matter what. And like Lavina Souza, very talented grappler. Like from age seven, her parents had her doing judo. Like she eventually translate or transferred over to jujitsu, which is kind of her base when she fights. You know, credentialed fighter, former Invicta champ. She's really solid on the ground. Stand up isn't her strong point. It's kind of like a more kick heavy, like inviting people in kind of just basically lending itself to trying to get opponents into her world. Uh, Lemos much better stand up with an actual, with actual legit knockout power. She lost her UFC debuts, won two straight since then. I, I, I don't have the strongest lean in this fight. I don't want to mislead people, but it's women's MMA. It's going to hit the ground at some point. And for me, I would just lean the submission heavy girl who finishes most of her points. So for me, two, two dogs in a row, I'm taking Susan this one. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is a definitely a tough, tougher one to to judge. You know, um, Limos to me is going to be a little bit bigger and, and a little bit stronger, but uh, Sousa's got a little bit. It's just more experience, you know, and t- just been in there with uh, more girls. Just she's tough, man. Uh, she's one of those girls that just stands in there in the pocket and she's mean in the clinch. Um, I, I I don't know how the line has switched this far over, and Sousa's now I believe the underdog. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of a blessing. I believe that uh, Sousa is the, is the right side to bet here, so I'd go with Sousa. Quick pause. We got mini royalty moon has been here for a while now. Hello to Vince Guzman, Mister at Vince AKA Beans, hopping in the chat there. Sorry, very much appreciate. We got a lot, get a lot of uh, total brain fart. Sorry, a lot of support from him. There you go. See. Get, get, get me a little bit later in the day. It's all, it's not so good. Um, this kind of slinks back to um, lower level M- women's MMA fights for me. Yes, yeah. I know that's kind of my blanket statement. I'm, I'm aware, <laughs> but it it pays. <laughs> so it's like it's going to be a close fight, guaranteed, 29-28, either way. And that has me leaning towards Souza. This is not a bet per se, but it's a bet in spirit. There we go. Here we go. Before I finally get some fights, I'm going to have a little yeah. bit more breakdowns on going forward. Um, Sean Brady, the new hotness for so many people, the the, the, the new prospect, minus 210 versus Jake Matthews, plus 175. Real Mike, is he about to get his Brady bunched? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm a I'm – a... No, he's not going to get his Brady punch. I'm a big <laughs> fan of uh, Sean Brady. I think he's absolutely mean, man. I think that his jujitsu is good. I think that his wrestling is really good. I think that his stand-up is amazing. Uh, Jake Matthews, though, on the other hand, you know, he's been in there for a while. He's got a lot of skill um, himself, uh, super well-rounded. I believe both guys are BJJ black belts. You know, it's so it's it's kind of like they're both going to kind of cancel themselves out there, and I think that it probably going to end up being a standing war. And uh, I give Brady the advantage there, man. I just feel like uh, if you put these two guys in the alley, that uh, Sean Brady would come out on top because he's the meaner, badder dog. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, – what's the lineup on this one, Bob? Do you know? Minus 210 for Brady, yeah. 175 so for it, Matthews. So it's just a little steep on Brady, but I still feel like it's warranted. Um, if it was a negative 150, I'd say for sure go on it. But uh, the, the the no losses on Brady is what scares me because you learn a lot from those losses in the upper echelon of the UFC. But I'm going Brady all day. Yeah, staying on Brady, 9,300. Just, you know, like you're talking about black belt on the ground, real tough from top position. Just has that guillotine squeeze from hell. Striking's coming along, really kick-heavy game to keep distance. Uh, really good left, catches you on the way in, big power in his right. He's just he's one of those guys just really good at getting you in positions just to fight his fight. Going up against Jake Matthews, 6,900 on DraftKings, uh, another another grappler, like they're talking about, another black belt. A decent stand-up, too, though. Like, uh, don't sleep on that, uh, especially his left hand, good jab. He, it, if you watch uh, his fight with Emil Meek, he had that crazy ass, like it was like a left leading uppercut. Dude, he knocked him down. Like Meek went off his feet like Brad Pitt and snatch. It was fucking awesome. God, I'm, I'm cussing a lot tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm down on that one. All right, Pa, here it's we go. Sunglasses. Anyway, sunglasses. It is it, it is the sunglasses. I don't feel any guilt. Um anyway, I, I, I told you, Oscar. <laughs> I just think the story of this fight's gonna be how much Sean Brady uh, yeah, how, how much he can control this fight and just 
I, I just think he's the better of the two. He's pretty good at forcing opponents to do what he needs them to do. On the feet, I think Brady edges him, and at some point, this is going to hit the ground. And I think Brady just has really good top control, strong as hell, patient, can work for a sub. I just think this is his fight to lose. 9,300, that's just a hell of a price tag. Uh, so far in Brady's UFC career, he's been good for it. So he, I think you're good to roll with him. But this fight has some potential to maybe kind of negate each other and cancel him out. So 93, while he has been good for it so far, maybe just kind of be, be wary of that. Trying to find a nice way to put this fight. Um, I don't think Sean Brady has been tested. That doesn't mean I don't think he's going to win. I just don't think he has been tested. I think Jake Matthews can test him. My biggest issue with Jake Matthews, there's been numerous times throughout his career, which sounds crazy because dude's still young. He's just been in the UFC forever. Um, I've had such high hopes for him, and he hasn't cinched up those weaknesses so many times so like th there's a very real possibility and I actually this think this is how it's going to go you're going to have a close first round that jake matthews is actually leading like it's gonna be close because me leading and then there's a solid chance that he starts to kind of like kind of pull it away in the second and then mid second end of second or early third jake matthews kind of feeling himself he starts opening up a little bit starts like you know what hey i'm gonna go for an ill-advised takedown and then he's gonna get submitted like I just I, I see a late second or early third round submission on the Brady side. Um, in up until that point, it's going to look like a much closer fight. But I do think he's going to get a finish in there. I'm not going to bet that because I try to stay away from props as much as I can. Um, sometimes it's they the, sometimes they reel me in, but it's not, so the story this, not so of far. Story of a man this. named Brady. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was a good one. Um, Quick shout out to Moose1032 who just hopped in. He's already given an award and joined the show and the fist bump award there from Vince, a.k.a. Beans, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Breaking into about 450 right now watching live and a bunch of people talking in the chat. If you're not in the you chat, know, you're really missing out. It's a good time. Let me interrupt real fast. I mean, to see 448 of you guys watching us live is just truly incredible. You know, this is a real community, a team that we're building. That's why we're called the MMA. And we're in the early prelims right now. We're still in the Dude, early prelims. Early prelims, baby. And we're in beta, Haps beta right now. Wait till Haps yep. TV gets going full board. You know, they got the best team in the world. We're happy to be a part of them. And so let's fucking go. Yeah, Bob, is there like a is there a marathon term for where we are? Because there's still so much left to go. Like, this is the point that I would quit. Is there like a term for that at all? Or I mean, this is probably like we haven't even broken 10k like this is probably oh, at like a sound like six miles in tops. Oh, i'm done i'm done here. <laughs> i'm a sprint i'm a sprinter i was like one of those hundred yard dash type of guys i i've run real fast but i'm done after that i was a well, lineman in high school i don't have, I don't have time for any of that well, but, <laughs> dude i went downstate and shot put you could run <laughs> you're enough, six three bro you got those legs you probably run fast it's so good okay don't shortchange change me bro I'm six four <laughs> Oh, sorry, that my, my it's my in law that's six three. Sorry, it's all good. Back, back, back in high school, that's when I was two eighty. When you do shot put, you're two eighty. When you run marathons, you're one ninety. <laughs> See, this is why we can't have time limits because I could just keep going. Let's roll. I, that's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think what uh, I'll, I'll I will do a stitch back later on because once we hit about starting of the um, title fights, maybe even to the Kona main co main event uh, fight, that's usually when they talk about. Um, there's like a, there's a term when you hit about the 18 to 20 mile mark because any single racing prep book thing that you do will never you have you run more than a 20 mile run. So once you break the 20 miles, you're in no man's land. You've never been there before and you got another 6.2 miles. 
So anybody who hasn't done them before, there's so many people that break against that wall and just, I've seen people walk off of a marathon at like the 24 mile mark. Oh, like, you gotta you get behind them and kick them. Like you have 2.2 miles. You could walk that in like 25 minutes if you had to. Sorry, yeah. I'm <laughs> moving past that. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Like whenever I sign up for another race, there will be a yeah. lot more marathon terms. You'll currently have one it, on the docket. That's why that's if, if we get if we get Bob talking about shot put or marathons, we just that's ten Good minutes. Get, you, that's, it's like all you guys bring up your stick and ball sports. It's like I could tell you some <laughs> of the top marathon runners in the country. It's like I I could tell I could tell, talk to about you about my shot put trick, which is technically you shouldn't do because you could really injure your fingers. But somehow I worked it out. Like the the, the technical technical stuff. Like just. Why not? Yeah, no, I know no one cares. That's why our number hasn't dropped <laughs> in the last like five minutes. But it's okay because we're gonna come. Okay, preemptively, I apologize for trying to pronounce these names. <laughs> this is gonna be bad. Like I was trying to practice them. Like I don't normally do that. I was trying to practice them, and it, it's just getting bad. Okay, so Kalos Ulberg. That's not the hard one. Kennedy. Nope, not even it. <laughs> Zachukwu. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say oh, I nailed it. That was bad for Bob. Bob, yeah. you do so much better than that, dude. I'm so I haven't heard his name said on the broadcast, you're, or at least I haven't noticed either way. Uh, Olberg is minus 245. I'm gonna go with Kennedy because it's way easier at plus 205. Mike Gills, talk to me well, about Olberg versus the other name I said. Well, getting the getting the last names wrong, I understand, but I think I believe you said Carlos. Is that not Carlos? Am I my crazy? It should be Carlos. But hey, sometimes when I type fast, I miss oh, letters. It, was, it, it was makes bad. sense because people Fair have enough. weird names. You said you were going to mess up the names. You started off strong with that one. I was like, oh, whoa, oh, okay. Right, anyway, guess what? Look, now there's Nar in there. I just typed it out. Okay, Carlos Yolberg, nine thousand on DraftKings. City kickboxing guy, also a former contestant on The Bachelor. He's not a bad looking man. Uh, he's only three and zero in MMA, but he's also three and zero in kickboxing, and that's an, that is an important note when you're facing a guy with only eight fights. Uh, decent stand up on this guy, throws a lot of power. His defense does seem a little suspect. He seems to have that inviting style as part of his game. He just really believes in his counters. Going up against, I'm going to give it a try now. Kennedy Nechukwu, I think that's right. Dude, Seven and one. Good uh, job, good dude, job, dude. All hey, clap. I'm all about silent Z's. Uh, 7,200 on DraftKings. Uh, right away, you have to say this. He would probably be 0-2 in the UFC if not for a couple of d- uh, point deductions in his Darko Stosis fight, his last one. Several kicks clipped him right in the balls, ended up giving uh, Kennedy the fight. Um, as for his style, tall guy, crazy 83-inch reach, doesn't use it very well. Accepts a lot of leg kicks, fights some southpaw, but doesn't really do much to block any inside kicks. He also doesn't throw much volume early on. He presses it on later, but his striking style is very basic. Just one-twos, very slow, but he can keep up that pace for a while, and if you let him stalk you, he will start to pour it on as the fight goes. Uh, pick for this fight is Olberg. I think it's just kind of like a favorable matchup for a city kickboxing guy, almost like a showcase. Don't think too hard on this. Olberg's a great play at 9,000. Yeah, you know, uh, Carlos Olberg. Uh, Carlos Olberg, I think that uh, this this guy's mean, dude. Uh, he's got a body on him like nobody's business. You know, very much like Drew Dober uh, could steal your fiance at any time. So watch out if you walk by this dude, uh, Mister Marvelous himself. He is marvelous. I think that uh, he's he's a little um, gem here. I think that uh, Kennedy is just he he's suspect, man. I I don't I just don't think he's all that. I think that his his, his chin is 
isn't as strong as the people would like to make it out to be. I also think that when he's in a firefight, well, he gets clipped in the chin. He, he doesn't want to be there, and he ends up going for a takedown. If he doesn't get that takedown, he's going to get beat down. Uh, Carlos, you know, from City Kickboxing, we can't talk uh, enough – good about these guys they're just from on a different level uh their fight iq the way they switch stances the way that they check things the way that they lead people into certain things it's just quite amazing i'm going carlos olberg to to win here and i think that the line's a little steep but it is what it is now i'll go pretty much that I, i think this is kind of I wouldn't say full setup because i mean obviously he could very easily lose because i don't think he is that upper echelon of his division or even city kickboxing but i do think this is like hey israel desanya said that we should be nice to you so boom i don't know man if shuku's defense looked pretty bad (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 83 inch reach and he fights like this (laughs) which is ridiculous he could elbow and still reach better than he can Anyway, <laughs> so this is sorry, I'm kind of pondering in that one. Like the, the, the crazy thing about this fight card is you have a couple of these. It's just like, hey, main event or main cards buddy is fighting. Yeah. So I don't know. Not too much. Like I do think this, I think this fight's going to end in a finish if that helps. So it'll be entertaining that way. I mean, I guess if you want to go uh, odds wise, I haven't checked uh, too many of the props. Like I said, I try to stay away from them. So I don't try to keep too knowledgeable on them because then I will get trapped into them. But there you go. If a fight doesn't go to this distance, minus 170. So yeah, you're not getting much on that. But hey, at least there, I'm kind of onto something there. We're actually going to be on some good fights now. Yes. Tim Elliott. That crazy mofo is fighting Jordan Espinoza. Tim Elliott is plus one pen against Jordan Espinoza's minus one thirty. Real Mike, talk to me about the crazy hick that is Tim Elliott. Uh, yeah, Tim Elliott, man, you know he's literally one of the ultimate scramble transition MMA wrestlers uh, in that division. He's been in the, you know, he's been in here for a long time. Uh, you know, fought with the best in the world. Had Demetrius Johnson uh, in, a, in a guillotine choke that had me scared for a moment and thought maybe he might shock the world. You know, and then you got Jordan Espinoza. He he really, you know, I, there's a couple times I bet on him and he he did win and uh, you know, but he's just he really has he peaked a long time ago. Um, I just really don't believe that his wrestling or jiu-jitsu is near the level it needs to be. This is a spot where a veteran like Tim Elliott, I feel like he can just absolutely wreck and dominate and break Jordan uh, Espinoza in round two or three when Jordan Espinoza realizes that uh, his stand-up isn't going to make it uh, because he's you know on his ass too many times. I really believe that this is a spot where Tim Elliott can uh, win here. I feel like the you know near even uh, – Odds on Tim Elliott is an absolute gift here. So I'm stoked that, that we get this here for the MMA for Money show, and, and I'll let you guys get into it. So I'm taking Tim Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, yeah, Jordan Espinosa, like, he's kind of like a perfect matchup for Elliott when you think about it. And I, I think the thing about this fight is Elliott knows it. Like, you know, Espinosa, not the best striker. Like, you know, neither one of these guys are really, but, you know, Espinosa's the type of guy, he needs that wrestling advantage to win. He's not really going to have it here. Uh, just El- Elliot's team, like they have mutual friends in different camps. Elliot needs that win right now. And I think that's why he held out for this specific fight after Espinoza got COVID and their first fight was postponed. So like Espinoza, he's already been subbed twice in the UFC by pressure, heavy grapplers. Elliot has the ability to do exactly that. And even at 34, 
he's talking about getting his style to be more to be longer for the sport. So like if he's just going to go straight to that kind of style, that's a style that can win you fights later in your career. And I think for him at $8,200, I think that's a great price. So I'm going to roll with Elliot here too. I'm hoping for a, for a sub, but the way the new DraftKings uh, scoring system works out, a decision will work too. But yeah, Elliot, let's go. Mr. Vince, a.k.a. Beans, thrown in there if this fight is too close to call. I actually don't think so. Mainly, I'm very high on Elliot in this spot. This is by far the worst person he has fought in quite some time. And his only issue is there are times where he fights to the level of his opponent, which is wonderful when he fights someone like Demetrius Johnson and gets like a super close near submission or a couple of the other guys. But I like what he's doing. Like He's actually at a legit camp. Um, now he's no longer just partying in Vegas. Uh, during one of that that downslides he had, he was living in Vegas, partying all the time, barely had a camp. It's like now he's at Glory MMA um, and actually has legit coaching and training partners and just like, all those wonderful things. And I just – not only do I think he's going to – if he wasn't dog, I might – like if he was a steep fa- – like, okay. sorry. Elliot's going to fight for your money. He's the type of guy that as a dog will always fight for your money. And you always want a dog that's going to fight for your money. That's dog Oswise, obviously. Uh, if he was a big favorite, I would not be touching this. The fact that he is kind of backed into a corner, whether that's in his own head or not, I love that here. So the plus 110, I, now it's plus 110. Like me and uh, Real Mike had talked about this earlier today. It was plus 105. So it's even getting bigger dog odds. So for the show, our first official bet of UFC 259 is going to be one unit on Tim Elliott at the plus 110 to win you guys 1.1 units. Quick writing that down so we can have that later for the wonderful, wonderful show notes for you guys later. So this could be a nice little video that you could watch later and just skip ahead so you don't have to get all the, the wonderful banter that so many other people like. So why do you hate us? Sorry, I looked very intently into the camera for a minute there. We're going to move on. We have another city kickboxing disciple. Kai Cara France is minus 140 versus Rogerio Bontrin at plus 120. Mikey Gills, look through the shades. How's France doing? No, sorry, I forgot to write down their prices. I'm trying to look them up real quick. I know uh, Kai Kara France off at 8,600, and the other guy I can't find uh, 8,000. Wait, no, Bossard, crap, 7,700. No, I have something to say if you want to quick look that up. So no, we we're have, good. Uh, we have we're Elliot uh, by sub plus 800. Ryan Diamond threw that uh, on the comments from YouTube. That's I like that. I might take a little bit on there. Not gonna lie, <laughs> you you tempted me with the props, man. You you tempted me with the props. I might have to put a little bit on there. Come on. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. All right. We are now we are now settled. Stay on Kai Kara France. Uh, lost two of his last three. Was upset by Brandon Royville his last time out. Uh, he's definitely the better, more technical striker of these two. Throws a ton of volume. Uh, one thing I like that France does is he really throws a good lead left hook when the guys are following him around the cage. I think that's going to come into play in this fight. Also, if this guy's clinched up like against the cage, like you're trying to press him there, he throws really solid elbows from the clinch. That that just goes. To, he has really good takedown defense. Just e- extremely difficult to take down. Going up against uh, Rogerio. Bon- Taron, uh, I, what did I just say? 7,600. Sorry, I got to write these things down. Um, look, this guy striking, not as technical, a lot of power, big hooks, hard straights, definitely uh, more of a grappler first, but on the feet, you know, you got to get it there first. Not going to outvalue you. He's going to get his striking to try to back you up to set up his takedowns. Um, again, his great, great grappling, not the greatest wrestling. I think he's going to have a really hard time trying to get France down in this fight. My pick on this one is Kai Kara France, but when you talk about DraftKings for his price at 8,600 and his 
typical scoring range. It's usually somewhere in the 60s and 80s with a decision. It's really tough to recommend them, but I do like them for the win, just not for DraftKings. Yeah, this this is going to be a really good fight. You know, Kai Car France. You know, they, they say his takedown defense is that high, but you know, he he really hasn't fought the best caliber of opponents. It's a, yeah. it's a little suspect at this at this level. So that the takedown defense rate is just getting me a, a little is a little hairy. Uh, Rogero Bontern is super super underrated. I really believe that this dude's uh, jujitsu game and he's when he's down on the ground is is far superior than uh, Kai Car France. Um, the problem is that when you're at the smaller weight classes, these these guys, like once they hit the ground, they, they seem to pop up so fast and you can't really get the game going. So guys with jiu-jitsu edge, you know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, play a factor. Um, you know, Kai Car France comes from one of the great kick, you know, uh, camps, city kickboxing. Um, he has some of the best people around him to train with. Uh, I really, I mean, I like him a lot. The problem with Kai Car France is he just seems like one of those guys that's, a, he's a great athlete. That, uh, you know, his mommy and daddy put him through, you know, a high school, you know, and made sure he got good grades and put him through college and and was a good athlete. And he's really good. Um, you know, this is fighting. Uh, you know, Rogero Bronton wants to fuck this dude up. I'm all for it. I think Rogero <laughs> Bontran is uh, going to be a, a good shot at the underdog winning this weekend. I think that the line is e even showing that. If Klaikar of France had so much experience and he's all this and that and had the takedown defense of Usman and Khabib and blah, 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 uh, you wouldn't see a negative 150 next to his name tag. I'm going to go dog or pass here. I think Rogero Bontran has uh, got us a chance to win this fight. I'd say Rogero Bontran wins this. All right, head to head. I like it. Quick hello and hi, and thank you for the award from the Erica. That's A A R I K A there on Haps. Very much appreciate that. And for tuning in as well, as well as the over 500 people we have watching here live. If you think someone else would enjoy this, or we're going to about have this timed right we're about to get into the main card so if you want to share out to anyone that would be interested in these amazing title fights we got going by all means share out the link to either haps youtube periscope any of the wonderful wonderful streaming apps that we are on which many of them are coalesced here on the haps just a little fii in terms of kaikara france he's minus 140 I don't know. That's steep. I've never been super high on Kaikara France. I think uh, a lot of his odds are built in because of the gym that he trains at, um, which is difficult. Um, see this much closer as a pick em. So obviously in terms of odds, you're getting more on Bontran there. So just 100 strictly one, sorry, 100% strictly based on odds. I would go with Bontran, but in terms of like skill for skill, I think Kaikara France still has it, although I think he has absolutely hit the ceiling of his potential and he's going to get figured out pretty soon. So but that's all I got on that one. Next up, there's always one. This is the sad fight of the night. I didn't know if you guys knew where I was going with that. There's always a sad fight of the night. And this, this, I was going to say the same thing, bro. They got to steal my it's, shit. It's, it's hard. And if you've been I watching love this you, show, Joby, I love you. Gustavo Lopez, I love you. We have Joseph Benavides has been our guy on this show since the show started, basically. And we swung in a miss the first time that he went against uh, Davidson Figueredo. And then we did not bet it the second time around just because of how devastating that first go around was. Uh, well, sorry. It's sad. And we're going to get into why in three parts. Joseph Benavides plus 100 versus Asker Askarov minus 120. Real Mike. Talk to me about Joby, one Kenobi. 
versus the man with not quite two first names, but close. Oh, man. If this was anybody but Joe B, you would hear the most ruthless breakdown you'd ever hear in your life. But I love you, Joe B. I mean, my grandma told me to be a nice guy. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. And I don't listen to her very much, but this will be the one time I'm going to hold my tongue. Um, Joe Benavidez is a wonderful person, man. A uh, great guy. He's got a great family with, or going to have a great family with uh, Olivia. I think that uh, he's just an absolute, just. Uh, just a wonderful person for the MMA community for you to raise your son to, uh, to be like, but uh, this is, this is a ruthless, ruthless sport, much like uh, the Roman gladiator Coliseum, you know, th- they're feeding these old people to the young lion and it's happening right in front of us. And, and it's sick, man. We just saw Corey Sanhagen get a knee to us or Corey Sanhagen give uh, Frankie Edgar a knee to his face that will, you know, he'll to change his whole damn life. Pretty much. Um, ask Askarov, man, this, this guy, man, he his his scrambling ability, his jujitsu. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's better than uh, Joe jo Benavides, but it's just he's young, man. He's he's fierce. He's he's in there. He's 100% wants us. My poor dude, Joe Benavides, has gotten robbed of uh, not robbed, but gotten uh, shorted a few times here. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna say Oscar Askarov wins this, but I don't like it. I'm gonna be rooting for Joe Benavides. I think that uh, if Joe Benavides does not win this fight, that he should retire go do uh, coaching and investing and uh, his podcast. And he has a lot to offer the world besides fighting. A lot of fighters don't have that. Um, so I'm going to ask Raskarov, but I, 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 that's only cause I love you fans. All right, let's, uh, let's take a breath for this one. Here we go. The Buffalo bills of the UFC, Joey, Joey B. Uh, 7,900 on DraftKings for uh, Joe B. Askarov 83. And here we go. Benavidez is still an absolute motherfucker. Like if you're going to write this guy off after two losses to Davidson Figueredo, Good luck with that. He is still very good. And in this matchup, he has some advantages that I like. And let's get into him. Like, yeah, yes, he's aggressive, sometimes to a fault, but oftentimes to success. Like, everyone talks about Askarov's grappling, and for good reason. Benavidez grappa is absolutely nothing to sleep on. So you want to talk about his chin being gone? Like, I don't know that I believe that, number one. Uh, I know his style typically doesn't age the best in this sport, particularly in the lower divisions, but... I just don't think Askarov's the kind of guy who's going to prove that his chin is gone. Like Joe's faster, you know, a more diverse striking style has the power advantage. Like when you watch Askarov fight, like you, you watch him do his thing. He has a tendency he backs straight up. And when he hits the cage, he shoots takedowns. As soon as he runs out of room, I, I just don't think that style is going to work on Joe B. Like even at 36 years old, I can't write him off after two losses. Fuck yeah, Mikey. Fuck yeah, Mikey. Tell him yeah. Joe B. He's going to win this shit. Yeah, I'm like, like, he's going to dominate you, yeah, Asker. Fuck yeah. off. I think it's going to be a close fight. Don't get me wrong, but I just still think Joe's got some gas left in the tank. So, like, look, you guys can get after me, like, on the show or on Twitter if you want, whatever. And, like, I might have the balls to play him on our DraftKings as the week goes on. But for right now, 8,100, such, it's such a close fight. I, I'm not going to put him in my lineup right now, but, but I am picking him to win. I am taking Joe B to win this fight. I just think I, I think when you see the way these two match up, it's Joe B's fight. I don't want to say mean things. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't no, not to you. This is not to you, not to you. Obviously, if, I've been. If a huge, I didn't say mean things, Joe hit Bobby saying shit. I know, but that's why it's like okay, Benavidez is still. An incredible fighter. He is still Mr. Well-rounded, has a little bit of pop in his hands, which is one of the biggest things that he had at these lower weight classes. And so many, so few guys do that when he would land, even if he didn't finish you, he's going to stagger you and he's going to make you 
think about that shot and terrified of that shot. He still has the wrestling. He has slowed down. And it almost pains me to say that, like, Joe B was a small 135er. He was one of the reasons they developed the 125 division because they're like, hey, he's pretty popular. Another team alpha male guy. We could bring him down. He'll get a championship belt. Cool. Didn't quite happen that way. Had a few chances. And then had some more chances later. The weirdest part is he's even kind of small for 125. Like if there was a 115, he could probably make it. Granted, we're getting too old that we should even attempt that. But if there was a 115 10 years ago, bam. Benavides all day. Um, Askar Askarov has utterly impressed me. I mean, outside of the, the draw he got with Moreno, because we bet Askarov and didn't win money there, but that's fine. <laughs> I do think his straight wrestling is better. Um, he's got some pop on his hands, and I think he's faster. I think he's like not, I'm not going to say the newer Joseph Benavidez because he's not. He's not the newer Joseph Benavidez. It's not the, exactly the same style, but he does all of the things the new wave of MMA fighters do. He's the new flyweights. He's a, he's a part of that new flyweight, the Brandon Royval, the Brandon Moreno, Asker Askarov, like all, all these guys that are in that wave. And Joseph Benavidez isn't just the previous wave. He's the previous wave's previous wave. And still at, holding. No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's that dude, man. He is the last holdout of that first wave of 125ers. He still fought in the WEC, which you can't really say about anyone at 125 anymore that's still lingering around. So I love me some Joseph Benavidez. I don't think he's going to win here. I really don't which is obviously rough for me to say, big fan. Um, I think it's going to be a clear, clear decision for Askar Askarov. I think Benavides might be able to pull off the first, but then after that, it's going to go down huge because not only is he dealing with the fact that he's coming off back-to-back title fight losses, he's probably in the realization that there is just about no chance he's ever going to get back to the title. Like, I'm, unless he literally just knocks out five top ten contenders in a row, he's not getting a title shot. It's not all happening. Right, all right, all right. Let's not talk like this. Let's not talk like this. Talk like this. <laughs> so it's like the, even with a dominant win here, he's not there. Whereas Askar Askarov is one or two wins away. So I think Askar Askarov is on the incline. Benavidez sadly is on the decline. I think at this point Askar Askarov – is either at that same level or beyond. So it's pretty much a pick them. Uh, Askar at one point was the dog. Wish I would have had that. Not betting this thus far, and I might just not bet it on precedent because Joseph Benavides. <laughs> Next up, we have Bo Bice, Kyler Phillips, plus 135 versus Yadong Song or Song Yadong, depending which broadcast you listen to, which website you go to, and which odds you like at minus one. If you go ahead. No, I did uh, some some research on this. As you know, I am uh, intermingled with the community. You might say uh, it is it is Song Yadong. I actually asked people this, this weekend. It's Song Yadong. Oh, Song that's, Yadong. How been, that's how I've been saying it this whole time. And then now Tapology switched it up on me, so I'm going to switch yep. that just so I know. But he's minus one fifty five. And then you go, since you got it perfect, yeah. Mikey Gills talked to me <laughs> about the appropriately titled Song Yadong. Yes. Appropriate title, uh, Song Yudong versus the now appropriate title, Geico Caveman, Kyler Phillips. <laughs> I'm not giving up on that. Uh, Kyler Phillips, 7,400 on DraftKings. Just 
creative striker, throws a lot of kicks, knees, definitely more of a kickboxer than a standard boxer. Uh, one problem that he's going to have in this fight is for every opportunity that you create on the feet, you also create one for your opponents. And Phillips can be hit a little bit. Defense is a little suspect, and that worries me against a guy like Song Yudong. You look at uh, Yudong, 8,800 on DraftKings, undefeated since 2016. Really good stand-up, super fast hands, elusive on the feet, hard to hit. Where I think this fight like gets interesting for these guys is in the clinch game. Like Song, you know, it can be taken down against the cage, sort of like like last week we were talking about uh, Cachero and Lawrence. Like there's a bit of that, bit of that here too. Uh, Phillips is going to have an advantage in the grappling if they can get him to the mat. Song doesn't like to spend a lot of time there. Phillips is way more comfortable. Uh, in this fight, just w- when you look at everything that Phillips has for $7,400, I do think he's a decent dog play. High floor fighter. He's really busy. If this goes all three rounds, he might get you a good floor even in a loss. But, you know, he's, he's got a lot of finishing ability. And for the lower price guys go, he does have a more direct path to victory than a lot of those guys do. So, I mean, you could do a lot worse than Phillips on this card. It's 7,400. I recommend him as a dog play. I like him. I'm going to be playing him this week. Yeah, this is where uh, Mikey and I differ. Uh, Song Yadong, uh, Yadong Song, you know, this this guy's an absolute animal, man. He was standing up, you know, he's he's been there with some great wrestlers too, like Cody Stamen, and, and even Stamen wasn't even be able to hold him down. Uh, there's no freaking way that a uh, little baby Jesus or Geico commercial caveman Kyler Phillips is going to be able to hold down Song Yadong this whole time, man. Uh, but, you know, I, I you know, it, it'd be cute, but it ain't happening. Song Yadong is tough as can be, man. He's well-versed in jiu-jitsu. The dude's only 23 years old, man. He's one of China's best fighters. There's The UFC wants this kid to shine. Uh, he trains out of alpha male, so he has Uriah Faber's blessing and his skills and his mind with him. Uh, I really like uh, Song Yadong here. I think he's had the way, way uh, tougher path to get here. Uh, there's Kyler Phillips coming off of a loss, I believe. So I, I just there's there's no way that uh you know I'm I'm not gonna back my boy Song and Dong. So this is gonna be my bet for the podcast. What's the the odds at right now, Bob? Minus one fifty five. So I'm gonna be putting down one point five five units on Yadong Song to uh you just absolutely murder the kid Kyler Phillips and teach him a lesson and send him back to the Geico Stone Ages. I want to clarify one thing because in the beginning of your thing, I think you said that I was picking Kyler. What I, no, what I was saying was that for all the lower priced dogs, I said he has one of the best paths to victory. I am still picking Song. I heard what you said. I was disgusted. I threw up. It's all. Right. <laughs> I'm just joking, dude. And uh, just to quick clarify, Kyler Phillips is coming off a win. But it's against someone named Cameron Else or Else. Yeah, no, my, my my bad. My uh, what I had topology has it pulled up weird, and so it showed me the losses on the opposite side. Either way, a win versus a guy that ain't Song Yudong. That's the damn truth. No, like I'm actually surprised at. It actually would have been even crazy when I originally made the show notes for this. For anyone who peeling back the curtain a little bit, who doesn't know, I make the our initial show notes usually by Sunday with some of our videos and other stuff that send it out and. Song at that point was minus 135, which made no sense to me. And he's creeped up uh, when me and Real Mike first talked about it earlier today as a possible bet. It was at minus 150, which I'm still a little surprised about. And now it's at minus 55, which we're, we're getting there. But I'm still surprised at these odds. Uh, Song Yudong not only has faced the better competition, he's beat said better competition. This is by no means anywhere near the level that Kyler Phillips was fighting. And I'm surprised that Song Yudong isn't minus 200. That's kind of where I had this line. So the minus 55 to me is an absolute steal. So yes, the bet, uh, secondary bet on this fight card thus far is uh, to win one unit at the minus 155 for Song Yudong. Sorry. 
typing stuff out. All good. Um, next up, we have the longtime champion, although it's rough even saying longtime champion because I, mean, I actually do like Dominic Cruz quite a bit. Not as much on commentary. I liked him more as a fighter. But they always say it's like, oh, the, the, he was champion for 10 years and like whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but the tail end of that, he was fighting like once a year. He kept getting injured. He had it spaced out. He's had two fights in the last like four years and he's plus 110 against a man named Casey Kenny at minus 130 who's perpetually watching his own back because Megan Anderson is going to beat him up. <laughs> and the sheer emotional and physical toll that that type of anxiety and fear is going to cause him. I'm mean, like, I'm, I'm surprised the odds haven't flipped. But Real Mike talked to me about Dominic Cruz and Casey 3 a.m. Kenny. Oh, uh, man, this is a tough one for me because if you listen to the podcast, I got uh, plenty of feelings about Dom Cruz. Uh, we're also successfully bet uh, Cody Garbrandt when he fought Dom Cruz and beat him for the, the championship. So, uh, you know, whether it's personal feelings, disliking Dom because of my experience with my brother uh, in the Brandon Vera's uh, house that he lived in with him. I, I, you know, if Dom Cruz comes out here and he's he's healthy, which is never really true, I, I just have a hard time believing that Dom Cruz's little chicken legs are going to be able to take these new calf kicks. If Casey Kenny is any bit smart, man, he's he he better be able to implement some kind of lower uh, leg kicks to uh, uh, Cruz. I know that uh, Casey Kenny's southpaw and it will be a little bit harder than normal, but I, he, he's still, man, I'm talking about some little legs and they've been damaged for a long time. So um, I don't know if I'm just if it's my dislike for Cruz or if it's uh, I actually been high on Kenny, too, as he's been going up. Um, you know, I like his striking. I like his kick game. I like his uh, his transition ability and all that. But Dom Cruz can do that, too. You know, so uh, I know that Dom Cruz is wrestling and jujitsu is going to be equal to or better than Casey Kenny's, in my opinion. That's if uh, Dom Cruz is 100 percent healthy. I just never really know that going into this. You know, it's uh, it's iffy. So um, I always have a rule that I go over the OG versus the newcomer like this. I don't like Dom Cruz at all. I'm still going to go with my rule, OG versus newcomer. I'm going to pick Dom Cruz. All right, so right off the bat, Dominic Cruz, I have to say it. He is my number one draft pick for a COVID cancellation this week. I think his record merits that. Just throwing that one out there. Uh, Dominic Cruz, 8,100. Casey Kennedy, also a, uh, Casey Kenny, also 8,100. Uh, I, I was talking to Real Mike last night about this. I had like a short book written about this fight, and I, in the interest of saving time, I'll just try to keep it subtle for for just for DraftKings, just to save some time dominic cruz if he shows up looking like dominic cruz he should win this fight casey kenny just doesn't have i don't think the lateral movement in this fights to keep up with a dominic cruz like you watch when kennedy when kenny was fighting uh, nathaniel wood for example throws a ton of kicks to the legs to the body i don't know if from the southpaw stance if he's going to be able to catch dominic cruz coming in like that especially over the course of three rounds, like you have to be an exceptionally fast fighter to come in and do that against Dominic Cruz, like a, like a Henry Cejudo was like uh, Cody Garbrandt or like a younger favor or something like that. So just in the interest of saving time, Dominic Cruz, I'm picking him for the win. I just, he's a low output guy. I don't see him as a finisher in this fight. So I don't recommend him for DraftKings. Uh, Kenny, if you think he's going to win the fight at 81, I think he's going to throw a ton more kicks on, on Dominic coming in. I could see playing him. It's not really a dog or whatever situation, but Dominic Cruz is the pick. 
I'm still I, sick of my stomach. I picked on my I'm cruiser. So, <laughs> like, I'm pausing now because like it's, it comes up all the time. But like I talked about, me and me and Mike talk a little bit about picks for the show in terms of just, just bets, and that's real Mike because we like to give you guys at least two. So we just make sure that like we're, we don't have the same one, and then that way we can have information written down to make sure that stuff's going to come out so you guys get at least two. Um, sometimes it's one if it's a bigger bet, but at least two. But other than that, we don't really talk about picks or bets. So if you would have told me that leading into this, all three of us were going to pick Dominic Cruz, I would <laughs> – I was not going to believe you. Um, no, I, no, I, I'm still not believing. I'm still not believing it. This thing is like, I, I know for a fact how much you dislike Dominic Cruz. So the fact that you picked Dominic Cruz, I, I am I, utterly shocked. I'm only doing this because I love my fans so much <laughs> that I, I don't want to just let my hatred for Dominic Cruz and me jacking his girlfriend when she worked at Hooters. Oh, sorry, I said that. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I totally lost what I was talking about. But the point was is that uh, I, I, my hatred for Dominic Cruz and the fact that he's a wimp and didn't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Uh, the fact that I don't like Dominic Cruz and I picked him still just shows you that I stick to my guns and my rules. The OG versus the newcomer. I'm sticking to the rule. I hate it. I'm going to throw up. If he doesn't win, I'm literally going to just be blasting Mikey on the chat, telling him how I told him so in the beginning. I can't believe I picked him. It makes me fucking sick. I can't believe I took this chicken leg old fucking fart. No, my biggest thing as I looked into this fight is obviously Dom Cruz hasn't fought in a while, and he's barely fought over the last couple of years. He's he's never fought in a while. He never fights. <laughs> we need to move on at some point. We're at the hour mark now, and we're sorry, not even sorry, to the main. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's great, great fights, but we need to keep trudging through. Not trudging through; they're great fights. So I apologize for that. But um, Dominic Cruz, he has had a, fo- a solid year of training to get back to where he was. Obviously, he's not getting back to where he was. It's not my point. The fact that Casey Kinney, his path to victory, other than spouting wise about Megan Anderson, is to implement a solid wrestling game plan. His striking is coming along. He does not throw as many shots. I think he needs to, his combinations are coming along and he's starting to get some footwork in there, but that's more when he feels completely safe that if things aren't going well, he can go to the wrestling. And I don't think as much as Dominic Cruz basically doesn't have knees anymore and has like weird things on the bottom of his feet. And like, I don't know. I don't, he's probably mainly made of paper mache, but I think he can absolutely stop the takedowns of Casey Kenny and make him pay for throwing shots when in the back of his head, he knows he can't take him down. I'm not comparing Cruz to Murab Davishvili. It's not going to be a fight like that, but I do think Cruz can bob and weave his way around enough shots and put on enough offense that the nostalgia factor can get him a decision. So plus 110, cool. Uh, if he gets up too high, I might throw something at it. And here's hoping he wins because it's National Women's Health Month and Casey Kenny shouldn't be even on the card. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. Megan Anderson's ugly. I don't care what none of y'all say. She's gross. Dang. Hey, she is some people's cup of tea. I take away cup of tea. There's she's some people's she's game of tea. You, Bob's lady, <laughs> Bob's woman is a thousand times prettier, and she's beautiful. This girl's gross. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the name calling and saying women are gross. Yeah, have, I because, fucking canceled. Oh, this, this, listen, all I, listen. I, I, do not know is, I love women. I love women. Okay, I was, I was. I apologize. And bro, J- Jackie girl, Megan. I apologize. <laughs> Mel B, I love you too. Sorry. 
We're just trying to make sure the few, the, the like fraction hey, of female listenership listen, we actually have, listen, we want to like, keep and maintain and grow. <laughs> this, this had nothing to do with our wonderful, beautiful listeners, our hey, women followers that I absolutely adore. This had to do with an absolute <laughs> savage Viking of a woman named Megan Anderson. Is gross. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. Uh, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Eventually, it just gets me going. That's me be being canceled. nice. That's me being nice. Although Megan Anderson will somehow find out because I joked earlier, she literally searches her name on any form of media. Oh, what she, do you mean? I've been blocked for two years, for two fucking years, because I've told her that she was going to get asked. This is, is going to be a now, live experience. Now I get it. Mike was trying to talk to her. She blocked it. That's oh, where the hatred comes from. All right. Hell no. I was actually pumping her. I was actually so mentally deep in her mind that she couldn't handle it. And that she lost when she got here in the UFC. So she had to del- she had to block me because she couldn't handle the fire. All right, the I, 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 I was still kicking only one fighter has ever blocked me. I thought I've said stuff about her oh, before. Shit. So I hour three minutes, bro. I feel like we could keep going. Really could. I'm just sorry. Again, Travis Brown, you're awful. I don't care if you blocked me. <laughs> Tiago Santos plus 135 versus Alexander Rakic. Rakic. I'm hearing it a bunch of different ways this week. Here's hoping we could. I need John Anik in my ear just perpetually. That'll work. Uh, Santos is plus 135. And if you add that one to the five and round up, that's how old he is. Alexander Rakic <laughs> minus 155. It's fun with math. <laughs> uh, Mikey Gills. Tiago Santos, Mr. Hammer on the chest. Eunice Kuniskaya's better calf versus Alexander Rakic. Dude, Bob, you're on fire with the little clips tonight. I'm just oh, throwing that you. one out there. Yeah, tired. It's, 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 hey, it. you know, Bob and I, I mean, we've all worked hard to get here, but dude, I told I, when I first met Bob, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's beautiful. I'm keeping him around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to transition now. <laughs> hey, dude, hey, wait, I'm just warming us up for Dober talk, baby. It's true, oh, man. God. It's be a three hour show. All right. <laughs> Tiago right, Santos, 7,600. Alexander Rakic, 8,600. Uh, just right away, I'm pretty big on Rakic in the spot. Uh, on the feet, we know what he is. Tall, long striker with power, particularly with his kicks. He can go hard to the legs like he did against Dead, or he can go full on like Will Smith. I think I can beat Mike Tyson and just send your head into the fifth row. Actually, I did that with a hand instead of the foot. Sorry, I'm not that limber. My bad. Anyway, but it, it's more than that. Like He can also fight smart if he has to. Like You look at his last fight against Anthony Smith. He's learning from his mistakes of the past. Even if he feels like you're a problem on the feet, he will take you down and pound you from the top. Obviously, Rakic, you know, he's not Glover to share in terms of ground skills, but what we saw happen to Santos in his last fight, he really author- offered nothing once Glover took him down. And I've seen Rakic control legit black belts on the ground before. So, you know, Santos coming off double knee surgery before his last fight, now two losses in a row. 37 years old, going against a 29-year-old true light heavyweight with a serious set of skills. I just got to go racket. So for DraftKings, 8,600, perfect price tag, averages around 100 points and a win. Uh, I'm definitely going to take that. Sorry, I'm laughing. We got Lance Fischel, Mr. MMA Analysis Royalty, up in here in the chat. He said he's hey. here for a new Dober picks. I don't have, I'm not, I don't got full. <laughs> I got more PG 13 version of him. But if you guys don't follow uh, Lance Fischel on Twitter, you guys are fucking up. I'm telling you, I, hey, listen, I promise you, if there's one motherfucker who hits PGA like nobody's business yeah, and is better than half of the paid MMA touts out there, Lance Fischel on Twitter, go follow him. I promise you, that motherfucker's fire. He's funny as hell. Uh, good dude, so go follow him. As uh, nice to see you here, Lance. Take a count from me, who literally knows nothing about golf. <laughs> I love golf. I love golf. We meet him. Me and Lance. Me and Lance. Oh, you know what? While we're on the golf subject, Tiger. 
Let's stick on the sentence. I love you. I'm so sorry. I will come to your hospital bed. You're so close to me. I will I will feed you with with spoon fed, fork, whatever you need. I'll barbecue for you day and night. Just call me. I'm close. Okay. Now back to Alexander Ratchet Rocket, my boy. I told my boy Bob this morning that I say, bro, I'm a ratchet for rock ratchet. Rocket, whatever you however you want to say it. I absolutely it's love the guy. Twister. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. I fucked up bad. I drank two beers. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Sorry, guys. I'm just a realist. You know, I'm not like Tupac, but I'm not. Uh, you know, either way, uh, the fact Alexander Rat- Ratchik, I if I could be like a specimen like that, I would be. You know, like he, he's just body yes, is amazing. His height. Please. Oh, we'll give it to him too. Sorry, I love Rochick just as much, bro. You're you. I love Dober. I don't know. We're conf- I'm fucked up, man. I, I could get into this too deep. Uh, right. Let's get to fights. Uh, <laughs> Rochick is absolutely amazing. His stand up, um, uh, his jujitsu, his wrestling. I think that's where he's gonna edge this fight. I think that uh, Santos. Yeah, he's a mean motherfucker. Yes, he's gonna come for one round of fire like me tell my tell my woman that the heat's coming that night and i've been thinking about it all day and all of a sudden that time comes and i'm not that same dude it didn't happen i've been thinking about it all day that's tiago santos he's a one minute man one round dude if he doesn't finish this round in the this fight in the first round he's gonna be absolutely fucked i feel like alexander ratchet can put him down and on the ground and absolutely just uh you know either win a decision or tko ko when he's tired i know a lot of people like tiago santos i like them too he did a great job versus, you know, some of our OG goats. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's a little undersized here. The fact, uh, you know, Alexander, like I said, he's just sexy, man. You know, I'm going to Alexander. I can't talk too much. <laughs> I got nothing against that. Um, <laughs> um, in terms of the fight, though, um, we're going to have to say that a lot, especially in the upcoming fight. Yeah. I'm preemptive apologizing. Preemptive. preemptive. Hey, we're LGBTQ That's friendly. Um, Tiago Santos, I, with Mike Gill says I'm right there with that. It's like, he looked good against John Jones. And ever since then, I granted, there's only a second fight since then he is getting way too much consideration for how well he did or did or did not do. Obviously Jones is Jones isn't falling off. He's just not finished finishing guys the way he has light heavyweight has caught up to a degree. Now you got Santos 37, getting closer to 40 in his secondary weight class after beating his body up for years going to 185 he got lucky going into light heavyweight getting some people he could knock out there was one person he couldn't knock out david branch destroyed him in the first round at 185 sorry i always gotta stitch it back to my the original champ champ my dude uh (laughs) david branch the executive if you will um but his knees are gone there's nothing wrong with getting taken down by glover Teixeira. it's like you were going to get beaten by Glover Teixeira. I apologize. It's like you could rock him all you want. He's going to take you down. He's going to find a way to finish you. There's very few people that could take him out unless your name is not Anthony Rebel Johnson or John Jones. You fight stopping power or just literally better everywhere and rip his shoulder out of the socket. So if Santos wasn't going to get that finish early, it wasn't going to happen. Santos has one round. He can get that finish in the first round. If he doesn't get that, Alexander Rackett is going to go, and he's going to pull those weak knees out from under him if he has any amount of danger on the feet. That's just what Rackett's going to do. It's, he's going to go after him. He's going to, they're going to fight, and the moment it starts to get a little bit hinky, he's going to take him down because Santos has the lack of knees. He needs to borrow Yannick Kunitskaya's knees just to get through the week, and those can't support his frame, man. She's a 130-pound 35 pound woman those that frame cannot handle this 205 pound man 
even with the hammer on his chest that weighs him down that's iron man that's Whoa, bro. what are we talking about here sex i didn't i missed something about knees man he has no knees he's borrowing knees oh sorry sorry it's all good <laughs> so it's okay i'm so i'm a big racket wreckage i'm gonna butcher that for the perpetually while he's in the ufc and ozzy i don't really care too much he's gonna beat the hammer um i actually i'm more than likely think it's gonna be a decision so i'll tell you what i will quick do the decision props because that is actually one that i might play if i can get halfway decent plus money on it because i do like him but the minus 155 i'm not the hugest fan of but i do think it's gonna go to decision because santos has enough of a chin if it goes decision itself is plus 160 and record decision is plus 246 so your minus 155 can get you a lot better but it is my personal i'm not i'm not not gonna um push out enough to say the entire show is personal but my personal main event of the evening next up is islam like a show minus 35 first no one cares Uh, Real Mike, I want you to talk about Khabib oh, no. Extralite versus like Playgirl pinup model Drudover. You know, I'm gonna. I, there's only a few times in my life I question my sexuality. All right, and and, and Drew Dober is one of those dudes. All right, like I, I don't know what it is. I, I, he just looks at. He looks at me. He's not even looking at me. He looks, the first time he, I heard the Beatles, play. it's it's it, it's literally like the Beatles are playing when I look into his eyes. I, I I look at a picture. It's not he's not even looking at me. I look in his eyes. The dude is an absolute beautiful man, dude. I mean, I I, I never thought I'd be so homo for him. I absolutely think he's amazing. I don't. I, if he came by my fiance, he would jack her from me in a second. I'd be so insecure. It would be funny, and I'm not even. I'm super secure. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be talking about fighting and I don't even care. I'm going to talk about Drew Dober. Drew Dober, we love you here on the MMA for Money show. Like, list, literally, ladies, if you do one thing tonight, because I'm an idiot and I know that, right? That's why we wanted to be called the nerd and the nut originally, because I'm the nut. That was the nerd. And this is my new boy over here, or this way, uh, my Mikey Gills. But the point really? is, is the, the point is, is that Drew, Drew, go check out Drew Dober on google ladies and have a good night you thank me later it'll be better than the fights on saturday all right uh you know and then the other guy who what what are we talking about for you know i mean yeah he likes the wrestle guys i like the i rather wrestle dober i mean come on now um you know it's you know let's get serious though islam Makachev, the dude's a monster his wrestling is crazy uh, I've heard that it's some of the best wrestling, straight wrestling in MMA, better than Khabib, says Daniel Cormier. When someone says that, it really makes me worried. Um, but I don't buy in all that hype. I'm going my boy Drew Dober. I think that Drew Dober is, you know, on, on, on a sick KO win streak. I think Drew Dober's been working for a long time. I think that his his stature, his everything was made for this moment. And I think that Islam, not that he's bad, he's amazing. But Drew Dober is way better. So I'm going Drew Dober, baby. Uh, yeah, I'll just make this one short and quick. Uh, my worry for this fight is that I live in Baltimore. Mike lives in Los Angeles. Bob's in Chicago. So if something happens to Dober in the first round, I don't think either of us can get to Bob fast enough before he does something crazy. I, I was actually, a medic. I was a medic too. So I, I need okay. seven, the golden rule, seven minutes. I need right. seven minutes to Mike, get to Bob. It's a 13 hour drive for me. You're twice as far away. So Bob, Bob's yeah. gone. We got Take your I'm shoelaces fucked. off now. Get rid of them. Just M&M now, show. Like, 
<laughs> no, just Makachev's an animal. You know, his grappling's ridiculous. Power on the feet. He's had a long layout, but if you look at his record, he doesn't fight too often. He only averages like a little bit more than a fight a year anyway. Um, just I don't see how Dober wins this fight short of a clip. Just, you know, short Makachev for 9,400 on DraftKings. Don't exactly recommend him, though. He's not like always the highest point scorer. I think there's other guys you can go with around that area that are going to do better above and below. Uh, but yeah, just it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. I'm going to give a legit breakdown of this fight. Thank you. There will be other wait. things mixed in, but I'm going. I am actually wait, going wait, to. Wait, do wait, legit. wait, wait, wait! Did Mikey just shit on my, my on my man? I said, I, gonna, I said he's going to lose terribly. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Hey, sorry guys. Say goodbye to Mikey. It's the last show. I really liked him. He's great dude. He's wearing black because he's the man in black. I have the best chance. Like I, I could mesh the two. Trust me. So, Islam Makashev. They've always said in the AK camp that he is not just Khabib Jr., Khabib Light. He is absolutely the next shining sun at 155. He is the dude. Even this week to build up hype, you got the coach saying that he is the only one that has ever taken a round off Khabib. I personally don't believe that because I think that plenty of guys lose rounds in training if you're doing things you're not good at. But either, either way, Islam Makashev is borderline cursed. I've been told, like, even DC himself has said that when the guy they see in the training room shows up, he's unstoppable. Well, there's plenty of fighters that can show up in the training room, but on the night, not so much. He's been taken out by the first round by Adriano Martins, who's not even in the UFC anymore. Granted, that guy was a great one-round fighter. Absolutely. Makashev's striking has started to come along. Obviously, he wants to do wrestling. Submission-wise, not so much, but he wants to have controlled wrestling. That is absolutely true. But he is so spaced out with his fighting. He's not fighting frequently enough. And I think at this point, we're at a year since the last time he fought. I think I had it up before. Or, or is it, you know, it's a year and a half. I'm mixing up so many fights. There's so many dates. Either way. So uh, one thing I very much appreciate about Drew Dober, strictly fight-wise, we'll get to the other stuff later, trust me, is... Dude started doing Muay Thai in his early teens. He wrestled at his high school. He started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in his teens. And he's finally been able to bring it all together. And yes, he has some losses, but he has he has built from there. Since being at Elevation Fight Team, he has looked phenomenal. He has his striking together. Really what has happened is you'll notice he gets taken down. Because that, that happens. Even with the wrestling base, he gets taken down. He gets taken down because his get-up get game is so fantastic that he's not too worried about getting taken down. So he can throw his kicks. He can throw his strikes. He throws leg kicks. Islam really does. He has a little bit of a body kick. His striking isn't as good. He doesn't throw with the volume and the combinations as Dober. Granted, yes, he should be the favorite. I'm not denying he should be the favorite. He should probably even win. But I think this plus 275 on Dober is absolutely ridiculous. I would say he should be the dog in this fight. Absolutely. But my plus 275 for me is getting absolutely crazy. And there's a he opened it up over plus 300. I think plus 330 is what I saw. I would have bet that for sure. And there's, there's still a good chance I'm going to bet it at the plus 275. And for sure, if it breaks plus 300, I am going to for sure. Because in that first round and first two rounds, Drew Dober can absolutely put it on Islam, who doesn't like taking the shots. He freezes when he gets hit. I don't know if it's a flashback from when he got knocked out or what. But skill for skill with wrestling in terms of grappling control, Islam is a beast. So, yes, it's a shot. That being said, I do like Drew Dober here. I'm going to pick Drew Dober, and if it stays at this amount or it at any point breaks, plus plus 300 is an auto bet. Absolutely have to. And 
it just has to happen. I'm like, and I'm really trying my best to go technique wise. Because if it's just sheer looks, it's like it's the ultimate meme of you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. Is you got Islam Makhachev versus Drew Dober. It's like it is. It's not even fair. Like there are times where like I'm just scrolling and I am focused way too much on his Instagram on the daily. So he almost needs to not be fighting. So there's not as many posts because that starts to get odd. Um, Drew Dober has the chin of a superhero the body of a superhero and Islam Makashev looks like the guy in the back of the class that his finger goes up his nose and then it goes somewhere else. And then all of a sudden you see him chewing something and everyone's confused. Um, I don't think he is the heir apparent for the 155 pound title. And I do think there is a solid chance here that Drew Dobe can put him down and look damn good doing it. So you know what? I'm going to take a shot on him. I am waiting because I do think Islam Akshev is going to get bet up with parlays. I really do think I'm going to get him at plus 300, but at very least, I know I'll get him at plus 275. I don't think he's going to get any lower than this. So pick is Drew Dober. Yes, we spent like 15 minutes talking about a fight that's not even a, uh, like a real title fight, but it's the title fight in my heart, in your heart, and in all of our eyes, especially every one of your significant others. Although again, similar to what real Micah said do not let your significant other watch this because then she is going to be like going down the dober <laughs> ig train of which is like saved on my phone or so. let your girl watch this and she'll just be going down <laughs> that's fair that's fair, that's fair. Um, we're gonna get into the first the first of three title fights now i would stick with the other stuff but you, you, if anyone doesn't follow me on twitter it's MMA state of mind, you will get plenty of Dober content all week. That is a promise. That is a guarantee. If and I don't get to your level of Drew Dober content, let me know. I'll turn up the volume. I can. Absolutely. Um, but we're going to get into the first of these three pay-per-view cards. Yes, we're already at an hour 20. This is just going to be that show, apparently. But uh, these fights, in my opinion, are much more straightforward. And I know I have a heavy lean in every single one of them. So at least on my end, it should go pretty quick. Peter Yan, minus 115 versus Aljamain Sterling, minus 105. Mikey Gills, talk to me about Aljo versus the first of the two Yans. All right, so uh, Jan, 8,400, Aljo, 7,800 on DraftKings. Um, To put a point on it, this is the most important fight on the whole slate. Like, Nunez is going to win her fight. Izzy's almost certainly going to win his. You're going to want as many five-round fights in your slate as possible. I'd recommend having two. One is absolutely necessary. Three if you can get them, but I, I understand that's tough. This fight's the most reasonably priced, but that's because it's the most competitive, and, like, it's crucial to get this one right. And that's why I'm picking Peter Yan. And I'm, I'm going to let a wave of hate come in because I understand everyone's on Aljo right now. I get it. That's fine. But Yan striking, just he's so good. Like, like how can you say it's like it's like the first time you face Tunch, like Mike Tyson and Punch Out. Like, like you need great timing to beat Hippo and Tiger King, but you need to be a goddamn surgeon to beat Yan. Like, he's so good at making you fight his fight. He walks you down, forces you into like disadvantageous positions, uh, just leaves you with only bad options. He really is like on the underappreciated list of champions, he might be at the top. Like, yeah, but what if Aljo shoots on Like, like for starters, Jan is like a, a near 90% takedown defense. Beyond that, I bet my life that Aljo is going to be in a position to shoot that is either A, impossible, B, a bad idea, C, directly in the path of a knee or some other kind of counter shot. Just Jan's really good at making people fight his fight. I, I can go on, but we're, it's taking a long time already. So, like, 
This fight is high scoring potential. Jan, an amazing talent, only $8,400 in a victory. He's a virtual lock for north of 100 points. So I'm going to be playing Jan in my lineups. Aljo, I understand, very live dog. I'm not an oracle. I could be wrong. I'm going to be playing Aljo in dog-heavy lineups where I want to put Amanda in. But, yeah, Jan's my pick. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great fight, man. Peter Jan, uh, super well-rounded. I mean, great striking, great wrestling, great jiu-jitsu, you know, obviously why the champion. But Aljo, man, I think that Aljo is, is just a little dark horse here. I think that his, uh, he's big. I think he's going to be a little bit bigger than Peter Jan. I feel like Aljo's uh, path to, to this point has just been much rougher than Peter Jan has. I mean, if you look at Peter Jan's record, I mean, who has he really beat? You know, uh, you know, I think Uriah Faber, you know, it's like, cool, dude. I mean, he's old. That wasn't a California kid. I'm from California. I know that. So I, I, I really believe that uh, Aljo Sterling is going to win this fight. I mean, he's going to shock the world. I think he's meaner, but, you know, they're not, you know, they're disrespecting him. So I'm going Aljo Sterling by a uh, rear naked choke. Sorry, I was uh, laughing in the chat. We got Brad Trashuk in there saying Peter Pan's striking is so bad. He was getting outstruck consistently by a walking fire hydrant, Jimmy Rivera. Like, I, love, <laughs> I love the comparison of Jimmy Rivera to a walking fire oh, hydrant. It's, it's so apt. It's ridiculous. Um, like I said, I have fairly strong lean in all of these fights. I am huge on Aljo here in a major way. Um, I know Peter Yan has become quite a bit popular because he has beat some of the aged veterans. Um, I don't think many of those hold up to snuff as things go on. I think Aljamain's range and his kicking game and all his all-around striking is going to be problems. It's something that Pirion has not seen before with that range. It's just it's just an odd striking style. Like it, but it works for him. It's he uses his kicks like jabs, but then when he goes in there, he can throw in combination. Obviously, he's not thrown with tremendous power, but it's all about getting close to you. And I do think he's gonna, as he terms himself the human backpack, he is going to get on there at some point and put Pirion in some trouble breathing heavy at some point if he can get there in the first like round and a half before they build up the sweat going I think it's going to be a quick cinch and submission in that time frame if it doesn't get there I think it's going to go long but I do think it's going to be a clear Aljamain Sterling victory if it goes to decision like a clear decision like he absolutely mauled him on the ground and had him down and on top it was just doing unspeakable unspeakable things to that man if he doesn't get him out early so sorry i'm huge on algebraine sterling here and this is actually going to be an independent bet for me i'm going to keep my eye on it just because i i kind of like it at plus money but really if it stays anywhere around where it's at the minus 105 thing i'm going to go there so first of three title fights down boom next up amanda nunez the WMA GOAT is last time I had checked for the update, although it's probably changed again, is a minus 1,165 versus Megan Anderson, who's plus 750. Real Mike, like I said, the WMA GOAT versus 3 a.m. You know, Amanda Nunez is absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, Megan Anderson isn't. I, I haven't liked her at all. I'm not gonna like her. I'm never gonna like her. She's bad. She's big and sloppy and oafy and like and just gross. She's like Gumby fighting. Uh, I, I don't know, you know. So I, Amanda Nunez is gonna be able to take her down and absolutely wreck her on in jujitsu wise. If she stands, it would be it could be weird, you know, because of the reach advantage of uh, Anderson. But I just don't think that Amanda Nunez is that dumb. Holly Holm took down Megan. Amanda Nunez is gonna take her down. 
she's going to be able to submit her or pound her ground and pound her or get it done. If she's smart, she'll take that game plan. If she doesn't, uh, you know, we'll see something different, but I believe she's that smart. Her team's that smart. Mike Brown's the man. So I'm going Amanda Nunez via uh, via submission. Oh, sorry. I lost my place there. We're on uh, the Nunez fight. Yeah, no, sorry. Nunez 9,600 Anderson 6,600. Uh, Look, I'm, everyone's going to break down this fight, talk about like technical this, 5 a.m. girl that. Look, Amanda Nunez is going to win this fight. That's the bottom line. Really, for me, it's just, is she worth $9,600? It depends. It depends on how you're going to set up your slate on this one. Like, if you're going to have her at $9,600, you basically have to sacrifice all of your other, like, $8,900 to uh, the rest of the way up there. Play. So if you feel comfortable with your underdogs, go for it. Uh, I can tell you for the card that I set up for our show tonight, I am going to be playing uh, Amanda Nunez on it for ninety six. Just there's no no point in even breaking down. I think Amanda Nunez is gonna wipe the floor with this girl, so we can just we can move right on to Bob. That's all good. Um, sorry, just every since I made the joke earlier on when we did the intro, I just keep singing Matchbox Twenty Three A.M. over and over again, and I just cannot <laughs> get it out of my. Head. We can get that anywhere in the postscript, or I'll just play it before I go to bed later. Um, Amanda Nunez, I think. Unless she quite literally decided, I'm good. I don't need to train. I'm not going to do much. Cool. Then she's going to win. I, I like. I agree. I don't think. I think she's going to be smart. I think, obviously, she has a, a baby now. She's has a happy life, but I don't think that that's going to get in the way of her beating Megan Anderson. Like if she was fighting like top tier 135, maybe. But I'm sorry. She's going to go across. She's going to take Megan Anderson down, and she's either going to submit her or TKO her because it's just what's going to happen. I don't care how tall and long and all that great stuff Megan Anderson is. It's like she's she's going to get humbled and humbled real quick. And if it lasts more than a round or two, it's just because Amanda Nunez wasn't in the best shape. Like she, like I didn't want to say that she could like get up off the couch and beat Megan Anderson, but she can get up off the couch and beat Megan Anderson. So moving on to a fantastic fight, an amazing fight, a main event fight. Granted, yes, this should be Jan Blackwood's first Glover Teixeira. I'm sorry, because Glover Teixeira would have the belt. There's there's no way around it. Like if you want to have like aged 205er versus Israel Desanya, it deserved to be Glover Teixeira. Like I. I will not hear any of it. There's literally one time that I picked against Glover Teixeira. Well, I guess two times because against John Jones. But and he's made me so much money, and he would have beat Jan Blackowitz. And then I, I mean, granted, I would have to see him against Israel Adesanya. But okay, sorry. Away we got Janie from the block. Jan Blackowitz plus one ninety versus Israel Adesanya. Mister Puma, if you've seen his new ad, minus two thirty. Mikey Gills, talk to me about Yanni from the block versus Izzy. Yeah. So right away, picks Adesanya. Uh, just gonna go ahead and straight to the DraftKings part, and it just. Man, Adesanya can piss you off. Like we are, we're one fight removed from a five-round, forty-nine-point decision against Joel. Uh, you look at his fights against Silva Vittori; he didn't score more than fifty-six points. Like Izzy just does these things where, like, he either shows too much respect or just doesn't try at all, or maybe it's a bad style matchup. He doesn't want to do more than he has to. But like, it's funny that he gets comparisons to Anderson Silva because, like, I wasn't playing DraftKings back then, but like, you can only imagine how angry Anderson would make you, like. When one fight he looks like Neo in the Matrix, the next fight he's basically a human statue. Like it's maddening. And you know, for ninety one hundred dollars, don't like maddening. I'm I'm definitely gonna end up playing him in certain lineups. Like you know, of course you have to. But like, I, if I'm offering like my most confident one, is he just not at my table for that one? Like, I, 
I feel like he's already looking past Jan. Like he's already given interviews about potential fight dates with John Jones for the light heavyweight and the heavyweight matchup. And literally neither of those guys have fought in either of those divisions yet. Like, I don't know. It's just the, the picks is he, like, he could very easily turn out to be a great DraftKings player, but for 9,100, if I have to pick between him and Amanda Nunes, it's going to be Amanda Nunes. So it's just, he has that weird habit of not showing up, but yeah, definitely to pick the win. Yeah, I can't wait for this fight. I'm a huge Izzy fan. If you listen to the podcast for as long as we've been on, I've been just all over Izzy talking about he's the best striker there is in the UFC, period. And uh, nothing's going to change that here. Uh, I know that John, uh, Jan's going to be a little bit bigger. He's going to you know, have a little bit of strength edge, but uh, he's, he's not going to have the speed edge. He's not going to have the agility. Uh, Israel Asanya striking is absolutely phenomenal. It is world class. It is something to behold. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, hate him for certain reasons, but uh, Izzy is the man he's going to win this weekend his striking will be on point and hopefully it'll be a double champ for anyone who's listened to this show for a long length of time i have made a lot of money on jan blockowitz he has been my guy at 205 i mean i probably made more money on glover there's probably only i've actually made a lot of money at 205 in general now that i think about it my biggest uh ryan bader rumble glover to share and jan blockowitz have been money trains for me like pretty much in perpetuity uh followed them when they won pretty much can call when they lose i usually don't hop on the off the train too early but i did with jan blockwitz by one fight i picked him against dominic reyes but i didn't bet him and i had thought about it like he had a chance but i was just like you know what the guy did good enough against john jones but that's similar to the issue with the tiago santos breakdowns from earlier it's people are giving too much credit to guys that fight john close when john's fighting on the safer side clear but safe and I want to pick Jan Blockwitz here, but I'm sorry, I'm off the train. He had a very opportune title challenge at that point when he beat Dominic Reyes. I think very a lot of light heavyweights would have beat that Dominic Reyes fairly easily. I mean, Glover would have done it. Rumble was still there. He would have done it. Heck, Rackick might have done it. Like, I mean, it was just it, Dominic Reyes was in a bad, bad place. Israel Desanya. It's going to be really weird when he, I mean, I don't know if he's trolling or what, but he says he's going to weigh like low 190s for this fight, which is basically just him not cutting weight, which is kind of hilarious for me. Um, ooh, we got Mr. Royalty, Mr. Million Views, Randy W. Horton hopping in for the comments, man. Thank you for hopping in and congratulations in person for that amazing million views you've gotten on here thus far with Haps. And I haven't been around for super long. That's awesome, man. Coming in for the main event. I appreciate that. Um, is he is probably just going to pick apart Jan Blockwitz from the outside. He's it, That's all he has to do, and he can do that if he wants to, and then he can catch Blockwitz tripping, coming in. He can get him tripping, coming straight in, and countering when he wants to. So he, he very well might get a finish. It's exceedingly possible, but I do have think it has a chance to go long unless Blockwitz decides to bum rush. If he pulls the Costa and I'm going to run directly into your hands, this is phenomenal. I can't wait. Um, that's just kind of, I'm sorry. That's just kind of how I see it. I think he's going to pick him apart at range for – like he's willing to have a boring fight to win. He absolutely is, especially you sneak a stinker in there every once in a while. You were good. Um, I think if this was Israel assignment, even a couple of years ago, Blackwoods would have been able to take him down. But at this point, he's a – 
good wrestler, but with it not being his base, I don't think he has a chance to do it. I think he's going to get clipped and clipped a lot and kicked a lot to the body and to the leg and need and put in the clinch. And it's just end of the day, it's not going to be good for Blockwitz. Although I do think more than likely it's just going to be a clear decision for Izzy unless Blockwitz decides to run forward, which I would advise against in general. Although I guess it might be his only chance, but I don't think he has the power to do it. I quite like Izzy's chin. Well, that was the fight card, but we need to do a quick review here. I'm going to quick review our bets. Just so you know, if you missed the whole time, you could write them down now. And then Mikey Gills is going to give his full DraftKings breakdown after that fact. I will make sure to kick it to him so he knows when to go. And then we'll start bidding adieu to all nearly 700 of you fine people that joined us here tonight. We really, really appreciate it. But as a review for the bets we have for the show itself, obviously there's going to be more. So keep an eye on our Twitter. We usually pop out more, especially me. I, have, for some reason, have way too many bets that are going to be on this fight card. So uh, MA state of mind for me and don't cope, just win for real Mike if you want additional bets. But for the show itself, we have uh, one unit on Tim Elliott at plus 110. And we have to win one unit, so minus 155, uh, 1.55 units at minus 155 on Song Yadong. Finally got that spelled right and in the correct order. Thanks to our resident expert, <laughs> Mikey Gills. Uh, and with that, <laughs> yeah, I know. With that, Mikey Gills, can you give me your DraftKings breakdown? Yeah, I was surrounded by a community this weekend. I had plenty of insight on that one. But uh, yeah, here we go. Um, with, with DraftKings, like, what I want to emphasize is that on a card with three title fights, we're essentially looking at three main events. Like, you, you always want to have one of the main event fighters if for no other reason than you're getting two more rounds of free points in each fight. The optimal lineup is going to be decided by who nails the three title fights, and that's, it's kind of really that simple. Like You don't have to play all three in your lineup, but with the possibility of those five rounds, you better have at least two of them, and you better hope you have the right two. So I'm going to start off with Amanda Nunes at 9,600. Like, there's no such thing as a lock, but there is such a thing as Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, Amanda Nunes is going to win this fight. It's either going to end quick or it's going to go all five. Uh, you know, Amanda Nunes is going to justify her price tag. Next up, Peter Yan, 8,400. And like, this is the toughest matchup of all the championship fights on the card. Like, look, I know all the arguments for Aljo. He's the sexy pick right now. Yan's just in a groove. And like, Drew like, Dober's the sexy pick. Sorry. sorry. That is true. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I, on Drew Dober night, I should have, I should have known better. It's Rex Manning day. But like, like we don't talk about these things before. And I was wondering why, where you guys fell on this. Like, I didn't know we were talking about a possible bet on Aljo. And now we're going to hate each other on Saturday. And that makes me sad, but he's my pick. Uh, next up, Alexander Rackage, just big, tall, rangy striker of power, just good IQ inside the cage, knows what to do, what it takes to win. 8,600, perfect price for the production. I'm expecting anything from 70 to 100 points. Like, I, I think Santos, like, I'm. I'm, I'm not sure if he's washed, but he is going to be at a disadvantage in this fight. And I, I'm just big on Rackage. And I think I think this fight's going to set him up for a bigger contender matchup, some, something big for him. Next up, Kyler Phillips. Uh, not a true underdog pick, but I'm still picking because I'm still picking Song to win this fight. But, you know, Kyler Phillips, he's tricky as shit. You know, much younger guy. He's got an arsenal in there. He's good everywhere. And if this is a three-round war, which I think it could be, like at the very least, we're looking at a solid floor play for this guy. Like Phillips going to throw from everywhere, solid on the ground. I, I think he can take this fight. Not sure that he will, but again, the, the bottom line points. Next up, Tim Elliott, 8,200. I think this fight is tailor-made for Tim Elliott. Like based on everything I heard from him, coaches, teammates, just really seems like Elliott held out for this fight for a reason. At 8,200, I love this guy's chances for a win, particularly a finish. Nothing crazy for this one. Let's, let's roll. Last up, Alan Cruz, just 7,300, true upset pick. Uh, 
opponent looks really good against fighters who are absolutely terrible. Uh, you guys know I've been doubting these Alaska guys for a reason. We pretty much all do. It's it's because they're just not tested to the level that other fighters are. Cruz is a big, tall guy for that weight class, significant reach advantage. Got gas for day, explodes out of nowhere. Like I was talking about the Undertaker earlier, does the exact same thing. Just like he's got heart, tough. You know, watching this tape, I described him earlier as like a Diaz brother with kicks, just pace and pressure, pace and pressure. I'm in for him for the win. Let's fucking go. I also have written down emergency Jan pick. Not going to roll with that one. Don't worry. <laughs> but that's my lineup. Cruz, Elliot. Phillips, Rakic, Jan, Nunez, let's go. Morning, sir. Just getting my stuff there. And I want to give a shout out. I forgot to do it at the top of the show. I need to find out their exact uh, half's address here because we had someone trying to reach out to us for us to hop in. But uh, Lisa's tag on Twitter is it's TJ Time 1991. Uh, he was gonna. He did a show last night on Haps. Um, don't know what his exact name is in here. So if you're here within the chat, by all means, shoot that out. That was you sending a DM to us to our show Twitter account. Sorry, we couldn't hop on with you, but big shout out to you and hope things go great for you and Haps. We'll give you plenty of shout outs on here, uh, provided we know the exact name of it on there. So mention us. We will mention you. We're trying to grow this community and the just about 700 people watching here live hello to the other guy hopping in from anaheim just trying to give thank you to everyone hopping in here in the chat the chat's a good time especially tonight and has been plenty of times in the past so by all means jump on the show it's awesome um in terms of i was trying to think if we have any other final things any final things for you guys to say before we do our official wrap-ups on this thing uh real mike about the fight card or just you know what life in general you got your strain that just came out today or about to come out today? Come up with a name? Uh, yeah, well, no, not a name yet, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm crossing uh, FSDOG versus in a papaya cake, and it's one, I'm only the third person ever to cross the papaya cake with anything. So that will be, uh, those seeds will be coming soon, and then I'll be able to grow it and meet my, uh, my strain. But just want to thank each and every one of you guys for everything you do, for following us, subscribing, liking, and giving us the love you do, because we ain't nothing without you guys. So let's go. Now, Mike Gills, anything going on other than just being like sullen and downtrodden given your attire? Um, no, like I said, I just I'm lighting the sage and we're just gonna cleanse the bad spirits <laughs> of last week and pray to the great spirit. And we're gonna we're gonna get back on a roll this week. I'm excited. Let's go. So on Twitter earlier, like I have uh, way more bets than I normally do on a fight card because there's just so many spots that I like, which is usually usually doesn't happen. So it's one of a couple things either. This is going to be amazing. Or next week, you're going to hear me complain about a lot of calf kicking, <laughs> judges, bottles of wine, broken talismans, a bunch of stuff in there. So we're just, we'll see you next week. You'll enjoy, you'll get to enjoy that. But speaking of next week, we will be back next week for UFC Vegas 21 Edwards versus Muhammad. That is a main event. I just have to say it. Um, <laughs> I love but this is the most hilarious thing in the world because it's who versus remember the name. It's just I, I I don't think you could have come up with a better every once in a while you think that um uh the matchmakers are just truly trying to make me personally laugh, which I very much appreciate it. Um gonna give a quick shout out to a few people that have been consistently coming here on haps. Obviously, there's a bunch of people on haps here. We've got to give one to the big Randy. W. Horton himself, because that man had a million views. That's 
That's insane. That, that is awesome. To the other guy that just subscribed to us, very much appreciate that. And you got to always give it up to Vince, a.k.a. Beans, there. Check out his Haps channel. It's great stuff. He's also on Twitter. I believe it is the same handle there. But you could follow us and subscribe on your platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, RSS Feed, and here on Haps absolutely remember to subscribe to the full to us on youtube for the full link shows and the tidbits the, the shorter versions of stuff that will come out spread out through the remainder of the week um like comment share spread the word and with that let's roll